Hello everyone, so I'm going to take a two month break and talk about sex because after this episode of course, um, I do need to say that I no longer struggle with sexual confusion, I no longer feel like I'm sexually straddling the fence, Um, I was taught to feel those ways, but I feel those ways no longer. I've learned that when it comes to sex, often the concept of character as well as the content of character is overlooked because pe- many people are so fixated on the ec- on human extern- externality that they gloss over human internality. Um, okay, I'm going to give you uh, a, an easy example. People will focus on body parts that they prefer as their favorites when it comes to attractive humans. But often what they are indifferent towards is the human heart, the human mind, um, what is called the human soul. Um, and the human memories of that person, those people. And I decided when it came to sex, I prioritize character and the content of character over biologically stimulating appearances of humans. And one of the last set of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex is because there are so many people in the world who have untreated mental breakdowns, untreated mental disabilities, untreated mental diseases, untreated mental health conditions, untreated mental illnesses, untreated nervous breakdowns, untreated psychiatric disabilities, untreated psychiatric disorders, untreated psychological disabilities, untreated psychological disorders, untreated agitation, untreated anxiety, untreated depression, untreated mania, untreated paranoia, untreated psychosis, untreated cognitive impairment, untreated social problems, untreated suicidal ideation, untreated anxiety disorders, untreated eating disorders, untreated body image disorders, untreated sexual performance traumas, untreated mood disorders, untreated personality disorders, untreated psychotic disorders, 
untreated alcohol use disorders, untreated substance use disorders, untreated nicotine addiction. And some of and many of those people ignore the treatments of psychotherapy and medications. They won't take the antidepressants that they're prescribed. They won't take the antipsychotics that they're that they're prescribed. They won't take the anxiolytics that they're prescribed. The anxiolytics that they're described. They won't take the mood stabilizer that they're described. They won't take the stimulants that they are prescribed. Um, And many of them have untreated gynecological disorders untreated reproductive disorders, untreated sexual disorders, untreated infertility, untreated pelvic inflammatory disorder, untreated pelvic inflammatory disease, untreated pregnancy complications, untreated miscarriage, untreated sexual dysfunction, untreated sexually transmitted infections and untreated sexually transmitted diseases, untreated mortality from injuries, untreated increased risk of suicide, Um, untreated chronic pain, um, untreated psychosomatic disorders, untreated unsafe abortions, and untreated unwanted pregnancies like untreated pregnancy from rape. So there are many people in the world who have for some examples, untreated schizophrenia, untreated bipolar disorder, um, addictive personalities that are all untreated. Um, they have untreated false beliefs, seeing or hearing things that others do not see or hear, incoherent speech and behavior. A lot of them suffer from delusions, illusions, hallucinations. And not knowing the difference between fantasy and reality. A lot of them have untreated sleep problems, untreated social withdrawal, untreated lack of motivation, and untreated difficulties carrying out daily activities. They have untreated sensory deprivation. They have untreated schizoaffective disorder. And they lack social support. Um, and many of them have a history of untreated self-harm too and and then I've noticed that many of them have a history of self-abuse, self-abasement, self-blame, self-destructive behavior, self-harm, self-hatred, self-neglect, and self-victimization. A lot of them engage in discriminatory abuse, um, sectarian abuse, civil rights abuses, 
and uh, human rights abuses too. And that because they have um, because they have um, these untreated conditions, that is why many of them are harmful, injurious, detrimental, hurtful, noxious, evil, mischievous, ruinous, adverse, sinister, subversive, incendiary, virulent, cataclysmic, corroding, toxic, baleful, painful, wounding, crippling, bad, malicious, malignant, pernicious, unwholesome, corrupting, menacing, dire, prejudicial, damaging, corrupt, vicious, insidious, uh, treacherous, catastrophic, disastrous, wild, murderous, destructive, unhealthy, killing, fatal, mortal, dangerous, fraught with evil, doing harm, doing evil, sore, uh, distressing, diabolic, brutal, unhealthful, grievous, lethal, venomous, cruel, unfortunate, disadvantageous, felonious, objectionable, fiendish, unlucky, malign, and corrosive. And I'm not stigmatizing people with untreated conditions. I'm not stigmatizing people by saying disorders, disabilities, because that's not my heart. I'm just being honest about this is what happens when these types of these types of precious human beings who are priceless um, engage in sexual relationships. They take all those untreated conditions, all these um, traumatic character traits, and we infuse them in sex. For lack of a better word, you get shit shows. And so these are the concepts that made me have to be more aware of what goes on in in people. I chose not to say sinful serious devilish and satanic because I did not want to make what I'm saying to be religious some people may use those terms to describe the type of people I'm talking about some people won't um, teach their own but I don't make it my business to stigmatize um, people's lives I don't value misrepresentations, misportrayals, nor purposely being inaccurate um, because that's just disdainful and distasteful to me. Um, so that's what I had to really think about. Like many people... I could be honest with myself. I've I had I very okay. I just found more reasons um, to 
to very rarely date, very rarely have sex. Here we go. So many of these people with untreated uh, conditions, they also, they tend to poison their own minds with unwholesome television, unwholesome internet, unwholesome books, unwholesome conversations, unwholesome movies, unwholesome magazines. And then and then their untreated conditions get worse. Um, because then they, um, they tend to, uh, And so, with their untreated conditions, they absorb harmful media communication, harmful media, harmful advertising media, harmful broadcast media, harmful digital media, harmful electronic media, harmful hypermedia, harmful interactive media, harmful mass media, harmful multimedia, harmful new media. Harmful news media, harmful print media, harmful published media, harmful recording medium, harmful social media, harmful art media. They allow their... They're internally anguishing virtual technological decisions to have them live lives of of traumatic misinformation and traumatic disinformation. That's why they may have nauseating beliefs, nauseating convictions, and nauseating opinions. So that's what I had to really understand in terms of character. So... And it, and it took me some time to think about what Martin Luther King Jr. said, content of character. That was my favorite part of his I Have a Dream speech. And it made me think about what does that mean when it, when it comes to sex as a, as a survivor of gang rape like, like myself. So I said, well, that's the number one thing 
on my sexual to-do list. And because many people with untreated conditions, they that's why a lot of them engage in crimes against humanity, uh, crimes against the person, uh, treason, um, blue-collar crimes, white-collar crimes, corporate crimes, you know, they may have had a history of juvenile delinquency before we met each other. Um, they may have a history of organized crime, political crime, public order crime, state crime, state corporate crime, victimless crime, and war crime. And um, class crime, too. So it made me have to wake up some more. And say, okay, I'm not going to live a life of treating sex like the numbers game, nor the lottery. What I am going to do is look at, is what I decided to do already is I'm already making it more of my business to make sure that my sex life does not have any red flag type of individuals, red herring type of individuals, cautionary tale individuals, um, bullshit detector easily going off individuals, Lie detector easily going off individuals. Um, Warning signs individuals. Stranger danger individuals. Because I've learned that there are snakes in human form. There are whitewashed tombs in human form. There are wolves in human form. There are foxes in human form. There are hypocrites in human form. There are people living double lives in human form. There are those who are of double-mindedness in human form. There are those of double-dealing in human form. There are those of double-dipping in human form. There are those who are who are metaphorically blind to inner beauty in human form. (sighs) And then I had to recognize that there are sharks 
in human form. There are vampires in human form. There are predators in human form. There are perpetrators in human form. There are thieves in human form. There are freeloaders in human form. Those are the types that we have to be on your guard against their yeast. Yeast is put into bread to make it rise and it takes only a little to affect a whole batch of dough. I'm using yeast as an example of how what we call a small amount of evil can actually affect a large group of people. There are demons in human form. There are Pharisees in human form. And then I was able to learn that most people lack a strong sensitivity to character nobility, which sums up why I very rarely date and I very rarely have sex. So many people with untreated conditions feel comfortable engaging in felonies, misdemeanors, violent crimes, murderous crimes, theft crimes, financial crimes, and sex crimes. Um, Most people lack a strong sensitivity to what people call their eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate, nose gate and most people lack a strong sensitivity to honoring touch, honoring taste, honoring smell, honoring sight and honoring hearing and honoring their sixth sense. Most people lack a strong sensitivity when it comes to their own hearts and the hearts of others their own bodies and the bodies of others, their own minds and the, and the minds of others, their own souls and the souls of others, and their own memories and the memories of others. Now you're understanding even more reasons why I very rarely date and I very rarely have sex.
And many of the people that are considered physically attractive in the world, some of them are capable of federal crimes, state crimes, city crimes, county crimes, continental crimes, island crimes, county crimes, country crimes. I said county crimes, yes. And I even said international crimes, yes. They are capable of all these kinds of crimes. And then there are some people that we may find attractive that may go through the motions of being reformed, but there's no internal transformation. That's why there's no external transformation either. And then we have to think about this. Many of the people that we find attractive, some lack wise decision-making skills. Some lack wise problem-solving skills. Some lack creative thinking skills. Some lack lateral thinking skills. Some lack critical thinking skills. Some lack communication interpersonal skills. Some lack self-awareness and empathy. Some lack assertiveness and equanimity. And some lack resilience in managing and coping with emotions and coping and managing with stress. Um, some lack literacy skills, some lack numeracy skills, um, some lack transversal skills, some lack citizenship skills, some lack the desire for lifelong learning, um, some lack emotional intelligence, some lack emotional literacy, some lack emotional self-regulation. Some lack gelatology. Some lack the hope theory. Some lack impermanence. Some lack kindness. Again, some lack empathy. Some lack uh, wholesome attitudes. Some lack life skills-based education. Some lack moral development. Some lack people skills. Some lack personal boundaries. Some lack professional boundaries. Some lack positive psychology. Some lack social intelligence. Some lack social skills. Some lack soft skills. Some lack study skills. Some lack vocational skills. Some lack the theory of multiple intelligences. Some don't even use their multiple intelligences correctly. Some don't even know about multiple um, intelligences. Some lack the ability of the five five key emotion skills of recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, relegating um, emotions. Um, Some lack all the intellectual virtues. Um... Some lack the ability to think for themselves. Uh, Some lack full independent living skills, too. 
And then it gets worse. Um, some, some people lack the strong sensitivities to trauma triggers, trauma stimuluses, trauma stressors, trauma reminders, traumatic coupling, um, trigger warnings, content warnings, um, And signs and symptoms of panic attacks as well as flashbacks. For example, examples actually, some don't understand acute stress disorder, content rating, emotional dysregulation, Hypervigilance, repressed memory, survivor guilt, thematic elements, the motion picture, Association of American Film Rating System. They don't have a sensitivity to any of these things, including parental advisory, because these impact sex as well. They don't understand US TV parental guidelines. That's why they don't have a sensitivity to it. They don't understand the need to provide reasonable accommodations for um, those within their sex lives. They don't have a sensitivity to um, reasonable accommodations as a result. So if you were to tell them that trauma, you know, if you were to tell them that trauma triggers can be in the form of smell, taste, sound, texture, times of day, certain times of year, specific dates, sites, places, people, arguments, skin sensations, body positions, physical pain, emotions, particular situations, um, hearing, hearing trauma triggers, sight trauma trigger, you know, as I said, um, How certain people's personalities and tempers can be trauma triggers. How uh, word choices, tone of voice, gestures, and speech can be trauma triggers for some. Um, It could be... um, Touch can be a trauma trigger. Certain people's hearts, minds, souls, and memories can be trauma triggers. Some people's bodies can be trauma triggers for certain people. I'm not advocating social stigma of obesity. I'm not advocating fat phobia. I'm talking about how if you appear to be threatening with how you move or your bodily aura, A-U-R-A, that can be trauma triggers. And a lot of people don't think of these things, even when it comes to sex. Um,
Many people we may find physically attractive may, may have a history of being consistently terminated from their jobs. They may be unruly employees. They may be disastrous employers and they may have been laid off and just flat out fired because of their personality issues. And the many people that we may find attractive may lack conflict resolution skills. They may lack financial literacy. They may be deadbeat absent parents and even court or child support payments doesn't make them change. They don't even want to give monthly money to whoever they have children with. They don't even want to support their children. They may be in and out of jail repetitively. They may increase their criminal record of a rap sheet. And they may be registered or unregistered violent offenders. They may be capable of child abuse and adult abuse. They may have untreated psychopathy, untreated sociopathy, untreated narcissism, and untreated psychopathy. have sexual narcissism, sexual psychopathy, sexual psychopathy. sexual sociopathy, which means that They will give you their sexual indifference, their sexual lack of interest, concern, or sympathy, their sexual impassiveness, their sexual impassivity, their sexual dispassionateness, their sexual aloofness, their sexual insouciance, their sexual detachment, their sexual distance, their sexual coldness, their sexual coolness. Their sexual unresponsiveness, their sexual callousness, their lack of sexual concern about you. They are of sexual unconcern about you. They have sexual apathy about you. They have sexual apathy toward you. They are of sexual nonchalance about you. They have a lack of sexual interest in you. They have sexual disregard for you. They are sexually oblivious to you. They are of sexual uninvolvement with you. They are of sexual uninvolvement in you. 
They are of sexual heedlessness of you. They are of sexual mindlessness of you. They are of sexual heartlessness of you. They are of sexual soullessness with you. They are of sexual carelessness of you. They are of sexual dismissiveness of you. They are of sexual boredom with you. They are of sexual weariness of you. They are of sexual lack of enthusiasm about you. They are sexual passionlessness about you. They are sexual emotionlessness about you. They are of sexual lack of feeling regarding you. They are sexual lack of sympathy regarding They are sexual pococurrentism about you. They are sexually ignoring you. Why? Because they are sexually arrogant, sexually haughty, sexually conceited, sexually hubristic, sexually self-important, overly sexually opinionated, sexually egotistic, sexually full of oneself, Sexually superior, sexually overbearing, sexually pompous, sexually high-handed, sexually hot-headed, sexually swaggering, sexually boastful, sexually bumptious, sexually blustering, sexually patronizing, sexually having or sexually revealing a sexually exaggerated sense of one's own sexual importance or sexual abilities. A lot of people in in this world, even if we find them physically attractive, they may be stupid, senseless, brainless, idiotic, simple, shallow, dense, imprudent, witless, irrational, inane, ridiculous, mindless, ludicrous, muddled, absurd, half-witted, Funny in a bad way, comical in a bad way, silly in a bad way, laughable in a bad way, nonsensical, illogical, indiscreet, unintelligent, irresponsible, scatterbrained, crackbrained, addled, foolish, unwary, incautious, misguided, wild, injudicious, imbecile, addled-brained, Addle-headed, addle-padded, lunatic, insane, mad, crazy, moronic, touched, freakish, comic in a bad way, narrow-minded, incoherent, childish, far-fetched, preposterous, unreasonable, asinine, unwise, thoughtless, careless, fatuous, light in a bad way, light-headed in a bad way, Flighty, madcap, giddy, cuckoo, boneheaded, cracked, dumb, goofy in a bad way, half-baked in a daze, wacky, hairbrained, screwy, loony, batty, dopey, and nutty. I want to make it clear there's a difference between 
mental illness and people being crazy. One is something a person legitimately can't help. The other is knowing better but not doing better. And you know the benefits of doing better, but you don't even like the fact that you know better. Now that's just crazy. I want to make it clear, I don't usually go around saying the words disability and disorder regarding people. I'm just giving you the clinical terms. Um, But some of the people that we are attracted to Also, we have to recognize that they may live their lives in fear, fright, terror, horror, panic, dread, dismay, awe, scare, revulsion, aversion, tremor, mortal terror, cowardice, timidity, misgiving, trembling, anxiety, phobia, foreboding, despair, agitation, hesitation, worry, concern, suspicion, doubt, qualm, funk, cold feet, cold sweat, no courage, no intra. No dash. We have to consider that too. Um, They may live lives of doing the impractical, untenable, implausible, unreasonable, unrealistic, unthinkable, and the unfathomable. They may live lives avoiding irresponsibility and accountability. They may not even be paying their bills on time, and they have the means to do so. They're just choosing not to. They may constantly get themselves evicted from apartments. And they may not care about their credit, and they're choosing to be bad with credit and money. They may repeatedly fail to pay their taxes on time. And so they may even reject constructive criticism. These are the things I had to think about when it came to sex. And then, as I remember when I was watching uh, mainstream porn in the past, a lot of times when it came to the camera sex, they would tell the person to... For example, get on top, right? But they would tell the person to do it too soon because they themselves are not yet laying down either on the ground or a futon or a bed or a sofa or a couch. And they didn't even have their penis sticking out so the person can just easily 
stride themselves so they can, you know, have on top position sex. So basically it's like they were in the missionary position and the person saying to get on top, but the person has not yet laid down. So should so when I when I saw that I was like, okay, assume the position yourself and if the person wants to do that, then they can easily assume the position after you assume the position first. It's like why would you um tell the person to do something and you're not even positioned to have them do what you would like them to do sexually? I felt like a lot of times when it came to the on-camera sex, it could be the commands, it could be the suggestions, the hints, the clues, the demands. It was all every everything about the sex was either too soon or too late. Another example, um, you tell the person to hurry up and blowjob you, but and then you tell them to get back on top. Right, and it's like, wait a minute. Let yourself, if that person wants to, give them plenty of time to orally pleasure you, and then let y'all smoothly transition back to being on top. But shouldn't you orally pleasure that person? Why do they have to give you the oral pleasure and get back on top why don't you eat them out and then y'all can get back on top why is it always okay I do all the penetrating and you have to do all the you have to be the always be the one being penetrated and when oral happens you always have to be the oralator or or oral oraler (laughs) you know that's I'm just making up a word for it, the oraler. You know what I mean? Why do I have that person? How come we can't take turns? Okay, we like transitioning back and forth in the same positions. Okay, when with this position you eat me out, with this position I blowjob you, or why not? Okay, we both want to orally please each other. Let's 69 position and then get back to doing the sexual penetration. It never made sense to me. Um, and then I noticed it's like that was an example of them doing it too late um, when it's like towards the end, they would kind of do more of what the woman wanted. That's what I mean by too late. But towards the whole time of the sex, it was always what the man wanted. And I've always found that to be problematic. It's like you gotta, it's like their timing was always off. The energy was off. The aura was off. A U R A. The presence was off. The mechanisms and the mechanics were just off when it came to the sex. It was always towards the end. Okay, now I'm gonna do more what you wanna do, but the porn video is about to end. So now you're gonna do more of what I want to do, but you only do it a little bit because now it's the money shot time. I've always felt that that was fucked up. 
the sex was always one-sided and I never liked that. It's kind of like sometimes I remember they would overly repeat the commands. It's like give her give them time to assume the position. Don't pressure them to assume the position. It's like uh bend over, bend over. It's like slow down. Give them time. Why would you work for a porn company that doesn't give people enough time to assume the position? That's weird. And then I would I just remember like, okay, arch the ass or or spread your legs, spread them a little bit more. Not an, you're not doing enough. Don't be lazy. I'm like, give people time. Why not say, hey, I, you know, when when we assume the position, gently guide the person. And say, hey, I pl- I I I know that I'll pleasure you the most if your legs are positioned this way. That way the person's like, okay, but you don't have to, you know, arch it all the way back. It was like, calm down. It's like, I noticed with the sex, they were very impatient, um, annoyed, vexed, angry, rude, disrespectful, um, insulting. When it came to this sex, verbally, non-verbally, sometimes they would, um, man, like, overly aggressive, too much manhandling on the woman, physically, verbally, how they would sexually treat the woman. And a lot of times, out of, they could be doing a sex position on one side of the room, then the man would just walk off to the other side of the room, and he's overly rushing her verbally to get to the other side of the room and she has to know where he's going where he's gonna land sit himself and he's his penis his erect penis is dangling in the air like crazy and he'll pick a random spot to just land on his back or land or land stand and he clowns her for not knowing his next move and, it, and that would just happen randomly. I remember that you mentioned porn, and I was always offended by that because you should gently guide her. She shouldn't have to exercise in such a disheartening way. Like, just tell her what you're going to do, where you're going to go. And I remember sometimes the women, I mean, before I get to that, and he would sometimes, like, if she didn't know, okay, where do you want my butt to be when I blowjob you? Or, and the man would sometimes look her impatient or say something that shows his disdain for her. And then dumbing her down, watering down, treating her like she's dumb, assaulting her intelligence. Then she go, okay, I'm sorry, I get it now. And being jokey with her in a mean-spirited way and she's actually going along with it. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is just shitty. This was my past. This was before I knew ethical porn. I'm just being honest. This does happen in that kind of world. And then with the woman, sometimes the woman would treat the man the same way. There are some occasions where the woman would just suddenly grab the man's dick and just gently got him to the other side of the room and sometimes the woman would treat the man like her slave, like literally 
whips and flogs and dog collar on the leash and verbally abusing the man. And I would see, and and I'm just being, I'm you know, I'm anti-racist, but this is true. It's usually the black women with having the white men on wearing dog collars and having the the dog leash around their neck, and sometimes the black women would um, but sometimes they race stuff to the white man. Sometimes would make body shaming statements toward him. Uh, prude shaming statements, sex shaming statements, slut shaming statements, kink shaming statements, consent shaming statements toward him. Um, I didn't watch this porn a lot, but at the time, I was just curious about how that world works sexually and if there's any life lessons I can learn about sex regarding it. Because I did, even though I had conference sex education in school, I still didn't have the help I needed to heal from the sexual traumas of back then. So I remember seeing these kind of things, and I didn't watch that porn for very long. It grossed me out. Um, and then I remember a lot of times the white men would... Um, The way they would treat the black women. Um, they would say things like, and I'm not being vulgar to be vulgar, but sometimes you just got to tell the truth and the truth is not going to always be G-rated. It could be ebony titties. Or ghetto pussy. It could be stacked black asses. I remember that. I didn't watch that porn for very long because it was stomach turning to me. And um, sometimes the white man would um, treat the black woman like he was her chattel property in human form in terms of being sexually bossy being like her sexual drill sergeant her sexual boot camp instructor her um, sexual military leader um, and 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 sometimes the black men and black women would treat each other exact ways that the white men and black women would treat each other. And sometimes um, I remember um, that there's like a hypocrisy in the kind of the mainstream world of porn because it's like. There's not a lot of outcry when a
a white woman, white women performers called black men performers, nigga. Um, but if a white male performer calls black women performers nigga or even nigga bitch because in that world to some extent that happens I'm just keeping it real then there's a lot of outcry regarding that and I've always found that to be odd it's like so racist terms they it's not really much of a problem if a white woman does it to a black man, but if a white man does it to black women, now people are are openly offended. I'm just like, if y'all are so hateful of the N-word, you should be equally offended regardless of gender. And... Um, These are the things about that world that does happen. Um, for me, a lot of the mainstream porn I'm not a fan of because the mean spirited looks sometimes they give each other. Um, the personal attacks this is all happening while they have sex Um, the atrocious word choices the monstrous tones of voices and making The sex all about the person's body part, but discarding the inner life of the person. And even the rape culture tendencies, especially. You see it, it's seen the most globally when it comes to a group of men with one woman. They call it, this is what they call it. I'm not saying this how it should be called. I'm saying this is what it's called in that world. They call it running a train on a woman. And a lot of times, these men are in sexual Olympic competition with each other regarding the thrusting, the penetrating, uh, penile, sizeism, um hand strength, um, arm strength, um, muscularity, prowess, and who can talk the most sexual shit cleverly, I say that sarcastically, and who can be the most in charge sexually, who is the most quote-unquote, knowledgeable sexually. And um, I've always found that to be problematic because 
the gestures were always hurtful and the body language always hurtful when it comes to the sex too um and sometimes like you have the cameraman I'm just telling you what I used to see I don't see it anymore but the cameraman for example sometimes he'll what I call talking shit or I'm about to get involved she about to nut in me she about to um, blow job me but he doesn't do any of those things he's still filming the camera I'm like why are you saying all that if you're not going to do all that waste of time and then guys will like hey you see this body part look at this body part you know what they're really saying I'm just saying it could be any body part or she got this body part And talking to her as if she's not there. Or I like, I I really like her. I'm like, just say I like you. Or man. Or sometimes in porn, I've seen them say, well, I'm a real fan of this nigga, this bitch. That's what they say. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, why not just say why not talk to the person as if they're there because they actually are. Why is this speaking in third person, second person, fourth person, any other person? I'm like, no, address the person by name or whatever name they wish to be called or do that. They'll do that when it's just them and that person having sex. And they do it even more when it's a group having sex. It's like, no, talk to her. You spend more time talking with her and having sex with her than talking to each other. And y'all take turns having sex with her, but y'all talk to her as if she's not there. I've always found that to be weird. And a lot of times, I remember in some of the porn I saw, they had this stalker intruder way about themselves. It could be they're riding around in a vehicle and the men talk about their falsified women collecting prowess. And then they talk about women as if they're mathematical numbers instead of fully human beings entitled to full human rights. And then they talk about where they're going to collect more women in quotations next. And of course they say all these things with obscenities and vulgarities. I'm just saying it the more technical, educated way. And, um... It's like that they would suddenly walk up to the woman because they notice her physical looks of a figure. So it's like the way they would pull the car over or turn around and drive to her, make a U-turn, it could be... 180 degrees or 360, they would turn around and go to her 
and then basically like break into her house to make it look like, oh, I'm a plumber or, oh, I'm a tourist. I'm, I, I don't live here. I'm new. Can you show me where this, where the, where this place is located? But the woman would pretty much know why the guy was really there. He wants to have sex with her. And then suddenly the guy becomes sexually blunt in a bad way. And then all of a sudden, it's like he would talk a lot about in the car or the truck with the guy that he was with, like his friend or the cameraman. I'm going to do this to her body part. I'm going to do this to that body part. But in reality, all he does is look at it. He may feel it a little bit, but he's mainly just staring at it while he's thrusting her. It's mostly, okay, she orals me, and I just penetrate her harshly. And it's like he was so into the penetrating part that she may want him to, like, do some tongue action. He'll do it here and there, but it's mostly having his testicles or balls, as he would call it, repeatedly slam against her thighs in the back of her, right? And I share all this stuff because a lot of people have seen this type of porn, this type of mainstream porn I'm talking about. A lot of people have seen it, but they may not talk about it openly. I do because it it makes me more understand that I'm not an enemy of mainstream porn. I'm not dissing mainstream porn. But to be honest... There was a time where I considered being a part of that world performing. But the business side of it made me go, I don't think there's a room for me to be in that world. Because when it comes to sex, I'm very heart-centered, soul-centered, mind-centered, and wholesome memory-centered. But that's not promoted in that kind of world. Plus, a lot of times, um, this is not every mainstream porn company. I'm not indicting all mainstream porn companies, but there's some mainstream porn companies where people get paid one time to have bad sex with someone they can't stand. So we have, so they have to work together in the same porn company. One might get paid more than the other because of dirty politics, favorability politics, and it could be nepotism, cronyism, what have you. And sometimes they just pick their favorites. They do that among some black people, some white people, some Asian people, Hispanic people, Middle Eastern people, Native American people, all kinds of people, where... Usually, everyone's getting economically exploited because of the one-time payment fee. But some people may get higher wages for that one time than another person. Like some people in that industry, and I'm going to just keep it all the way real. They um, may have racist relatives. You can fuck them and suck them off camera, but on camera, no, that's a disgrace to us. 
some of the white performers obey that and some don't. And there's some white performers who go, I will not perform with a white man. I'll only perform with a black man. Some will go only perform with black men, Hispanic, or only perform with black men, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, all the other races, not white. And there's some white performers who go, I only have sex with white men. Or I'll have sex with men, just not the black ones. Or just not the Hispanic ones, just not the Asian ones. It's just that does happen in that kind of world. And so they even have like the kind of parody porn. You may see Confederate attire flags and it's not shown humanely. It's shown inhumanely. The way the way they go about it, they don't really honor people's sensitivities much in that kind of world. And so the reason I talk about this stuff is because I feel like these are the kind of sexual scars that people have. They just may not publicly talk about it. Some more do it, but it it means even more coming from a person like me. Why would autism person, a black person talking about this? I'm like, yeah, this stuff really does happen to some people. These are the sexual scars that are kept taboo, even though it's publicly exposed because it's called porn. Um, And then I recognize that their vetting system is pretty off because there's a lot of unsavory characters in that kind of world. Um, A lot of sexual exploiters in that world. Um, So what that system has to do is really check people. Like if you know a person has a negative reputation ban them from your porn company property and ban them from performing. It's like, if they're so horrible, why are they still there? Why are you still willing to give them porn awards? Why are you still willing to pay them? Why why do they get to go to porn cast parties and porn after parties? It doesn't make sense. They suck as people. Um... And then what's strange about that kind of world is there's too much exaggeration verbally and non-verbal comes with sex. Like, I don't mind acting, but make the acting believable. That's how actors get Oscars. They're so good at what they're emulating that you can't help but to think, man, there might be some realness or that person might really be that kind of person. They may have that kind of side to them. So I don't mind healthy performance. You know, just it can't be too acrobatic. It can't be too gymnastic. It can't be too Olympic. You know, it just it too many backflips. No, no. It's like, okay. A slight exaggeration, I don't care, but when it's like the moans and talk talking dirty is like y'all are trying too damn hard. You're trying too fucking hard. And it makes it makes me want to barf in a toilet. That's how filthy it is turns them trying too hard. And then um I'm going all the way and this is, like I said, I'm taking a two-month break from talking about sex after this. 
And when I resume my sex talks, it'll be just in general. So I just got to get this out of my system. But I feel like um, in that world of, of sex, what I've really had to learn um, was many people can be lazy um, and sexually lazy. For example, I've seen people in that world be sexually lazy, sexually idle, sexually shiftless, sexually lethargic, sexually listly, sexually inert, sexually supine, sexually sleepy, sexually slothful, sexually apathetic, sexually drowsy, sexually torpid, sexually lazy, sexually indolent, sexually dull, sexually sluggish, sexually languorous, and sexually quincent because in real life, they are idle, shiftless, lazy, lethargic, listless, inert, supine, sleepy, slothful, apathetic, drowsy, torpid, lazy-ish, indolent, dull, sluggish, languorous, and quizzent. That's what I noticed about them. Um, and then, to be honest... A lot of people in that kind of world, they have to, because in that world they don't have insurance, they have to find ways to get their own insurance because a lot of their companies aren't are desensitized to their illnesses, poor health, sickness, failing health, seizures, ailing um disease, ailments, infirmities, disorders, relapse, attacks, fits, convalescence, complaints, delicate health, collapse, breakdown, confinement, disturbance, ill health, weaknesses of particular disease, sickness, ailment, malady, ache, infection, stroke, allergies, colds, impediments, and pain. Sometimes they have to edit those things out of the sex they have. Sometimes they have to edit out... um, Sometimes they have to um, edit out injuries. Um, sometimes when it comes to the sex, they have to edit out swelling and bleeding and wounds, bruises, cuts, gash tears, rents, slashes, gouges. Scratches, grades, lacerations, abrasions, contusions, lesions, sores, traumas. Sometimes they want to edit out people's disabilities and disablement and impairments. Um, Mostly due to ableism. Mostly due to the false notion of perfect human bodies. And... um, Sometimes it's due to a person's genuine privacy, genuine confidentiality request. Sometimes that's honored, sometimes it's not. They don't always honor privacy, confidentiality of people. Because they're like, hey, you're so public about the sex. There's nothing, no privacy and confidentiality of these human rights. We've got to respect about you. That world can be vicious. Um... Another thing I learned 
about that world that um, sometimes the performances are alarming because uh, some a lot of the people in that world are have mental disturbances so what you see in this sex is how a lot of them are in real life meaning that they're hysterical convulsed uncontrolled raving delirious unnerved neurotic emotional rapid emotionally disordered distracted fuming distraught unrestrained, possessed, fanatical, irrepressible, convulsive, carried away, seething, beside oneself, rampant, out of one's wits, mad, uncontrollable, agitated, raging, frenzied, spasmodic, confused, tempestuous, maddened, crazy, impetuous, crazed, furious, violent, impassioned, panic-stricken, nervous, vehement, overwrought, fiery, passionate, jittery, wild-eyed on a crying jag. Angry, excited, troubled. And you see those traits even on the on-camera sex in that world. Um, And one of the reasons why I very rarely date, very rarely have sex, because a lot of people in, in life are pretenders, frauds, fakers, deceivers, charlatans, bigots, quacks, shams, actors... Cheats, informers, tricksters, confidence people, malingerers, humbugs, imposters, swindlers, informers, rascals, traitors, wolves in sheep's clothing, masqueraders, four flushes, two timers, two face, and fakes. They're very hypocritical, deceptive, insincere, dishonest. They are they are an empty ceremony. They are sanctimony. They are of hollowness, emptiness, shallowness, lip service, pretensive virtue, bad faith affectation, and they just love being on display. They just lie. They pretend to be a virtue, devotion, and piety. And then I noticed um, in that kind of world, many of the people in it are sexually, are of sexual cruelty, sexual brutality, sexual barbarity, sexual sadism sexual inhumanity, sexual barbarism, sexual mercilessness, sexual wickedness, sexual coarseness, sexual ruthlessness, sexual severity, sexual malice, sexual rancor, sexual venom, sexual coldness, sexual unfeelingness, sexual insensibility, sexual fearness, sexual bestiality, sexual ferocity, sexual savagery, sexual grimness, sexual monstrousness, sexual inflexibility, sexual fiendishness, sexual hardness of heart, Sexual bloodthirstiness, sexual torture, sexual torment, sexual relentlessness, sexual persecution, sexual harshness, sexual atrocity, sexually evil, sexual tyranny, no sexual kindness, no sexual benevolence, no sexual humanity, just sexual malevolence. A lot of 
a lot of people in the world are like that because there are all those character traits outside of sex that I just mentioned and then some. And so I don't think there's any room for me. Let's go porn world as much as I like. Let's go porn because um, when you are a person... So, I thought of things um, in the ethical porn world that um, I can mention. So, I have learned that the traveling back and forth consistently from America to Europe, because Europe has a much better sense of human rights protections for porn performers in America, but because I'm, I'm, I'm called more to do in this country than other countries, even though I'll be flying back and forth between where I am and over there as my career, you know, takes off, um, you know, I just recognize that, you know, over time, just um, for me, uh, the ethical porn world... Overall, it's a beautiful world. And I know at the same time that... Um, even ethical porn, it's like if they were to be well-known, then it'll be a, then that would be a more appealing industry in porn for consumers and performers. But because mainstream porn tends to be well-known, that's why people go. Um... So I'm into um, reforming both worlds. Um, that's just something I'm passionate about because, see, I'm, as a human rights person, we value the abolishment of injustice. Um, we're not religious moralists who would say, because of this holy book, you do this, but don't do that. That's that's not our sense of being a moralist. We're only a moralist when inequality is afoot, inequity is afoot. Other than that, in terms of sex work, we don't tell people to go in it or not go in it. We just say, okay, we'll, we'll, we help you to assess who you are. If that's what you want to do. Here are all your human rights protections, and here here is all the uh, facts about this world, and here's how you can be legally protected, and here's how you can be protected in the banking world, too, and, you know, read everything before you sign anything and link up with the right business people and the right people in your personal life. That's what we tell people. And nobody should be offended by that. When we say right people, we're talking about people who value who you are as a person. You matter to them. They care for you and about you. So in that world, that's how we are. We we do address disparities, but we're not going to tell you how to live your personal life. I know... For me, I do talk about some of the injustices that happen in mainstream porn and how even ethical porn 
The only reason why it's economically suffering because most people don't know about it and piracy issues. Um, as I said before, let me give you new details about ethical porn. Plus, there are people trying to slowly but surely in America um, improve the technological and financial aspects of porn. Like, okay, be careful how you name the genres, the categories, the porn performers, and you know, make sure you put like bloopers so people won't feel like you have to be super perfect when it comes to sex and make sure you put out uh, videos of them talking consensually about what will happen, not happen before the scene, during the scene, after the scene, you know? So there's more of that momentum. As you know, Escafone right now, because it's mostly in Europe and it hasn't taken off yet, that's one of the reasons why I haven't joined the ethical porn world. Um, I have nothing against it. I just know that um, in that world, they're slowly thinking about more disability inclusion. So because it's still like a new conversation, a new way of being, and they're much better at the mainstream point, I ain't gonna lie on that. I just know that right now I wouldn't be a part of it because, you know, right now I would not get the best treatment, not because of the companies, but because of it being very new and everything like that. So um, let me um, talk about how, like in, um, like in, in mainstream porn, for example, there needs to be social justice for the porn performers regarding taxation, social insurance, public health, um, public services, labor laws, regulation of markets to ensure distribution of wealth, equal opportunity, and a fair balance of... of um, privileges within a society where individuals' rights are recognized and protected, you know, breaking the barriers from social mobility, creation of safety nets, economic justice. Porn performers need all these things. And um, I can be honest, I think porn performers should experience social justice when it comes to the courts, education, electricity, um, banking services, Emergency services, environmental protection, healthcare, mail, military, public buildings, public, libra- public libraries, public parks, public policy, pu- public utilities, public transportation, social services, civil service, uh, state schools, public schools, telecommunications, uh, transportation infrastructure, urban planning, waste management, waste management, water supply, um, network. And um, porn performers should be considered when it comes to uh, public housing, public transportation, fire services, police, universal health care, food banks, social work, libraries, mail, infrastructure, welfare, public education. And porn performers, you know, in terms of like social justice for porn performers, and I think porn performers should get social justice when it comes to social services that cater to families, children, youth, elders, women, the sick, um, the disabled, because porn performers deserve universal human rights, democratic principles that are inclusive to them. 
um, palm reformers do need, um, uh, support and assistance because in society they're seen as disadvantaged and they should be provided for by individuals, private, independent organizations, and administered by governmental agencies. So, and charity should help out palm reformers too. Palm performers should be cared for by charitable organizations, aged care, legal aid. Some palm performers are parents, so they need youth services. Some palm performers need crisis support services too, emergency relief insurance laws, and, you know. Because I'm the type of person, I want to be involved in health care, education, police, labor laws, fire services, insurance laws, food banks, charitable organizations, public housing, aged care, disability services, legal aid, youth services, crisis support services, emergency relief, public transportation. Now you understand more of the reasons why I'm child-free, confirmed bachelor, and pet-free. Let me move on. So I think poem performers overall do deserve health care, education, police, labor laws, fire services, insurance laws. Food banks, charitable organizations, public housing, aged care, disability services, legal aid, youth services, crisis support services, emergency relief, and public transportation because they're humans. And um, this is how I think. And I love thinking this way. Um, and, should, and they should be provided for, like, palm farmers should be treated as well as drug users, young offenders and refugees and asylum seekers. And they need non-government organizations too. Because now you understand more of the reasons why I am um, enjoy being alone. That's code for a child-free, pet-free, confirmed bachelor. All right, but you understand more of the reasons. And, and porn performers should be treated as well as physical and mental disabilities having people. Now, you know, now you understand more the reason why I enjoy being alone. You know, housing programs, transport services, health services, that's what I'm put on earth to do. And I think porn performers deserve health services, housing programs, transport services too. And some come from foster homes, not all of them. I hate that stereotype. So I'm going to be for foster, you know, farm performers deserve foster homes, social protection, social welfare, social work, welfare, welfare state, if they're economically struggling, because those are all the re- those are all the worlds I want to get into, understanding more reasons why I'm alone. Um, I just really care about people. I really do. Um, farm performers suffer from economic inequality. The gap between the rich and the poor is growing wider in many countries. This is a major social justice issue leading to a lack of opportunity for the poor, marginalized, and a lot of porn performers know what this is like. A lot of porn performers suffer from racial injustice. People of color are disproportionately affected by poverty, crime, and violence to face discrimination, employment, housing, and education. So porn performers deal with that too. Porn performers, and a lot of them endure gender injustice. Um, since we're talking about the adult industry, I'm going to just say women. Women have historically been denied the same rights and opportunities as men and face discrimination in the workplace and education and in politics. Um, a lot of porn performers have endured disability injustice. 
Adults with disabilities are often denied the same rights and opportunities as people without disabilities and face discrimination at work and in their communities. And a lot of poor performers suffer from environmental injustice. Adults of color and low-income communities are often disproportionately affected by environmental pollution and the impacts of climate change. So that's what happens to them, too. And I think that they need investment funds to help them out as well. I think poem performers deserve equal economic, political, social rights and opportunities. So um, those are things that I have been thinking about, you know, and I feel like um, these are aspects that need to be talked about. Um, In that kind of world, a lot of people... um, need that love and care. And I think these injustices really do matter. Um, Like, for example, a lot of poem performers suffer from what is called income inequality. Um, I'll give you the technical definition so you understand what I mean when I say that. Um... Basically, income inequality means that, which refers to the extent to which income is unevenly distributed within human populations. So, in all actuality, let me give you a better definition. A lot of poor performers suffer from, again, income inequality. Okay, according to Bernard Tanaka, in economics, significant disparity in the distribution of income between individuals, groups, populations, social classes, or countries. Income inequality is a major dimension of social stratification of social class. It affects and is affected by many other forms of inequality, such as inequalities of wealth, political power, and social status. Income is a major determinant of quality of life, affecting the health and well-being of individuals and families, and varies by social factors such as sex, age, and race or ethnicity. Um, What that means is that the affluent tend to have all the seven streams of income. Wow. 
Um, most people struggle to get just one. Um, so the seven strings of income, so a lot of porn performers, when it comes to their uh, companies that they work for, they tend to be, um, I dare say, robbed of They tend to be robbed of profit income. What that this is according to the Quanto blog. By selling a service or product for more than they cost, you you use the basis of profit income. You could open a retail store, sell products, offer professional services, and charge for your time or combine the two. They tend to be robbed of interest income. If you or your business has spare cash in your bank account and is losing money, there are many ways you can put your work to your money to work earn a passive income stream maybe invest in a savings scheme a legal one and use the power of compound interest to gain a passive income buying government bonds another safe investment that will generate interest a lot of porn performers are robbed of dividend income when you buy shares in a company you become part of the owner of that company and entitled to dividend payments well-time investments in companies can generate excellent passive income streams a lot of porn performers are robbed of rental income Property investment is an excellent way of protecting your money and generating an income from rent. There are two downsides to this income stream. Firstly, it requires a substantial investment initially, unless it's part of a legal investment scheme. Second, releasing the cash can be time-consuming and costly, so if you may need that money quickly, it's not for you. But I'm not going to start. You know, rental com- income is overall good. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. Um, it can work for performers. It can work for people in general. Um, a lot of performers are robbed of capital gains income. Buying and selling assets can provide you with an income known as capital gains. For example, if you buy stocks and shares worth $100 and sell them on for $120, the capital gain is $20. It is essential to consult an accountant first about capital gains as each country has different rules. Depending on the assets sold, the capital gains tax may wipe out all your profit, but it's going to work out. Let's not be as, you know, bitter, you know. Um, and a lot of porn performers are robbed of royalty income. This is a passive income stream generated by designing, building, or making something unique and charging people in business to use it. Musicians are a prime example. In most cases, you know, musicians are signed to particular labels such as Virgin Records. No disappointment performance. That's actually what it's called. The record company pays to record the musicians, produce the markets, produce the records, market them, and sell them. Musicians receive royalty paying for every album sold and every time it's played to the public. Famous musicians such as Elton John make millions in the royalties for playing his music. So that's important. These are income and like earned income is your primary income stream through a job. Majority of us start here, many go on, many go no further. For most, earned income is very limiting has attracted the acronym just over broke. In other words, you earn just enough to survive. Of course, some jobs pay exceptionally well, but these are exceptions, not the norm. To go beyond a job and start your own business requires taking risks and moving into profit income, for real. So, yes, palm performers are often robbed of active and passive income streams as well as diversification. So, that's why wealth inequality is a major problem for just sex workers for performance too um 
So, as I look at my life, a lot of porn performers are robbed of residual income. That's the last stream. Um, and, you know, when you continue to get paid after the work is done, they're robbed of that. And basically, I'm going to sum up the insurances that they they really, really need. Because this is so a sensitive subject for me. Because porn forms are people. You know, that's because they have sex on camera. It doesn't mean they they shouldn't have a healthy life. You know, don't judge them, you know, based off what they do on camera. It's like you don't know them, you know. So let's get to types of um, insurances. A lot of porn performers, um, making sure I got all the insurances I need. Um, A lot of porn performers are in situations where some of them hide, some of them sadly hide their SCSTIs because you tend to be blacklisted and blackballed if you have illness, you know, any kind of illness. So sometimes they hide, they tried their best to hide it. Like, as long as I don't contract it, I can still have a job. But sometimes somebody gets infected and, you know, that's how you get imprisonment. But some of them like, well, I want to work in the industry, but, you know, I don't want to be treated any differently. I'm not trying to purposely infect people. I just hope that every time I have sex on camera, nobody catches anything. And some people come from dire situations where it led them to feel such a way. Um, some people call it criminal transmission of SEs, STIs. Wow, it's just like some people go to great lengths to say, but I still want to have a healthy sex life. I shouldn't have this disease or infection stop me. But I understand how the multiplicity of views on the subject, I get it. And then sometimes, you know, when you're in the industry, when you're in a lot of porn companies, you're judged harshly for how you look, how you talk, how you walk, how you move, how you dress. Like, a lot of times, you know, if it's the cultural standards of beauty, they make you feel unloved. Not all porn companies do that, but some do. And... You know, I had to really think about this subject for myself. And I was like, well, um, I thought about how I think porn can happen peacefully because you have plenty of porn performers who have excellent times in mainstream porn and ethical porn sometimes they're in both types of porn industries some choose one or the other for a myriad of reasons but 
I think ethical porn should happen in mainstream porn and ethical porn. It, it, it should be it happen in both. I I want ethical mainstream porn. That's what I want. It's like you know large companies that treat people well, um, regardless of your human statuses. Like what I'm trying to say is this. Um, I feel like porn performers should be, um, treated well, regardless of their personality and temperament. Like, I am for civil and political rights of porn performance. That means civil rights in this case certainly include ensuring porn performance's physical and mental integrity, life and safety, protection from discrimination on grounds such as sex, race, sexual orientation, national origin, color, age, political affiliation, ethnicity, ethnicity, social class, secularity, religion, and disability, and individual rights such as privacy and the freedom of thought, speech, religion, secularity, uh, press, assembly, movement. So porn performers are entitled to those rights. Porn performers are also entitled to political rights, which include natural justice, procedural fairness, and law, such as the rights of the accused, including the right to a fair trial, due process, the right to seek redress or legal remedy and rights of participation in civil society and politics such as freedom of association, the right to assemble, the right to petition, the right of self-defense, and the right to vote. Okay. And I also feel like, you know, that, um, I'm going to end with the insurance talk and I'm going to get right back to the sex talk. I know, but I just wanted to let you know that pom-poms are people. They're, they're humans. Because that part of being a sex worker is usually not talked about. So let me give examples. Porn performers are entitled to auto insurance, home insurance, life insurance, health insurance, Property insurance, liability insurance, travel insurance, term life insurance, umbrella insurance, general insurance, professional liability insurance, marine insurance, whole life insurance, flood insurance, renter's insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, universal life insurance, income protection insurance, critical illness insurance, contents insurance, variable universal life insurance, earthquake insurance, comprehensive Coverage, umbrella policy, identity theft protection, homeowners insurance, long term disability insurance. Rental car insurance. Life insurance. Medical insurance. Medicare and annuities and business insurances. Captive insurance, casualty insurance. 
um, accident insurance, deposit insurance, pet insurance, workers' compensation, self-insurance, critical illness insurance, death bonds, and pretty much each and every kind of insurance that exists. So that's what I wanted to uh, talk about in terms of their humanity. And yes, porn performers are, you know, I'll say this and I'll get to the sex. I think that um, everything I'm saying applies to all kinds of adult sex workers. I just want to say that. I'm not dissing anybody. This applies to all adult content creators, too. That's what I'm saying. But I think porn performers also deserve pensions. Um, retirement plans to 401k plans but there are things that um, and now I'm going to get to the sex part of the car industry I think porn farmers definitely need Intimacy coordinators, intimacy choreographers, uh, sexologists, sex therapists. Some in, some need sexual surrogates. Um, some need pro-sex work, therapists and expertise. And some need sex coaches. Some need relationship coaches. Some need trauma recovery coaches because you know, life is not kind to porn performers. And some need parent coaches. How do I balance the industry and raise my kids correctly, right? And, because, uh, you know, I'm a person who values what is called respectful parenting. It's basically, um, an, you know, it's called wise parenting. It's the same as a Thor rate of parenting, basically. Um, and I think that that appeals to porn performers and just people in general. Because um, I'm a respectful parenting, wise parenting, authoritative parenting person. I'm not into traditional parenting. I'm not into old school parenting at all. Let me get to the real sex part. I know you'd be waiting. Give me those details. All right, I'm going to do that now. So, for what I'm seeing in the world of porn regarding the sex, what I do think is that sometimes with the sex in porn, it's okay to talk to each other. I notice sometimes in the porn world, the guy gets hot of the women doing most of the talking in terms of the sex sounds and the sex talk. But the guy will even get one word answer. He'll, he'll listen and he'll just keep thrusting in her. And sadly, mainstream porn tends to be heteronormative. That's why I'm talking this way. But, um... I think that it's okay to balance physical pleasure with conversational pleasure. Um, 
I do think that a lot of times we could be having sex, but if you have nothing to say, don't force yourself to say anything. If you know that your moan is not real, don't give a moan that's not real. Make sure, like, if you know that you have a hard time with keeping a conversation being held and holding conversation, as well as penetrate sex and penetrate sex, it's okay to communicate that. Y'all can talk in between, but you may not be able to talk while it's happening. Some people can't sexually multitask that way. And no one should be shamed for that. Some people can, but to uh, but it's limited. Some people can do it somewhat, sometimes, kind of, a couple of times here and there. Uh, some people do it most of the time. Some people do it a few times. Well, there's some people who do it all the time. But everyone's social interactions with sex has diverse capacities. And this is stuff I'm teaching myself that I know it's going to help a lot of people. And sometimes some people struggle with um, multitasking sensuality during sex. Some people struggle with touching, tasting, smelling, hearing, and seeing during sex. So some people may use one or multiple uh, of the five senses while they have sex. Some people can use them all. Some people can use four. Some people can use three. Some people can use two. Some people just do one, and some people do one at a time. Um, because processing information during sex, sometimes people get sexual information overload, and sometimes they get sexual sensory overload, sexual overstimulation. So sometimes some people struggle with... Um, do I use the same word choices because I'll come off corny? Or do I use different word choices? Do I just say how I feel? And if it comes out the way it comes out, as long as come out respectful, I should be okay. Some lovers don't care. Some lovers are cool with that. Some lovers want different word choices. Some lovers like, hey, saying you're the same words, that's what gets me hot. Some lovers don't like different words. Some like different words. Hey, I like. I want you to be sexually creative like this. And then sometimes during sex, what I've noticed, sometimes some people want sexual compliments, some don't. Some people want sexual comments, some don't. Some people want sexual questions, some don't. Some people want sexual suggestions, some don't. Some people want sexual recommendations, some don't. Some people want sexual clues, some don't. Some people want sexual hints, and some don't. Because everyone, some people more nonverbal sexually. Like, don't tell me to be in a position. Just flow with it and be smooth about it. We can ease our way to the next position. Some people don't like to be told sexually, do this and that. Some people do. Some people learn best with a mixture. Uh, it depends on the partner. Some partners you're more nonverbal with sexually. Some partners you're more verbal with sexually and some partners it's basically like a sexual hybrid they want you to say it and then do it they want you to say it and do it at the same time they want you to do it and then say it every part sex partner is different um what i've also learned about sex is um 
it's okay to hold the person without injuring the person. Like sometimes with guys, um, I've seen them like their penis keeps coming in and out. And it's like you don't have sex too fast, but don't be a bump in the log and it's way too slow. It's like you have to have the right speed, but don't like jam the person too aggressively on you. Just ah, and it keeps coming out. Don't fault them for why that keeps happening. It's actually your fault because you're too rigorous. Plus, that's how you get penile injuries and testicle wounds. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. Just pace yourself. It's like a treadmill. It's like jogging. It's like walking. Sex requires you gotta treat it like a sexual treadmill sexual jogging sexual walking gotta have that pace and a lot of times in the porn world from what i've seen the way they breathe is very concerning like you shouldn't be breathing that loudly you need to take care of your lungs it's like okay the way you're on a treadmill you don't breathe too loudly but you can hear yourself breathe it's kind of like you know breathing in peace like normally people do when they're out and about or at home you breathe in peace nobody's looking at you like you're not in a hospital right now on an ambulance stretcher because why don't be wheezing you have sex you know what i'm saying and then that's kind of like when you have sex you don't have to stare at the person you can gaze at the person look at them lovingly but don't be like eyeballing them to the point where you're um, treating them as as a burger wrapper in the trash can and you're a dog that's how dogs treat burger wrappers that's not how you're supposed to treat a person as a person and another thing I've noticed is that don't pressure yourself with sexual slang. Just talk the way you normally talk. You don't have to, I'm going to get with my homeboys and my homegirls. I'm going to get, you know, because non-binary people have sex. So I'm going to get with these people and, you know, I must change it up. You don't have to. You don't have to like the body parts that they do. If you know that, okay, I like, I have my favorite body parts. It's okay. You don't have to express that attraction verbally and non-verbally like they do. Like, for example, some people say they like chess. Does that mean you like it when it comes to using your tongue? Does that mean you like using your fingers? Does that mean you like using your genitals? Does it mean you like using your feet or your knees? Does that mean you like using your teeth? Because when people say they like a body part, that's very subjective until you get specific. What does that mean? Do you Are you willing to use every which possible way to physically enjoy that body part? It's like a guy, it's like if you say that you like butt, right? What does that mean? Are you a grabber? Are you a rubber? Are you a caresser? Are you a spanker? Are you a, um, a palmer? You know, you just... You, you use all your fingers and you put it to your palm or 
are you a like a stroker with it you know what i'm saying do you, are you like a tickler do you like to bite it you know do you like to come on it you know c-u-m or you know do you like to you like to lick do you like to slurp do you like to suck so what do you mean when you say that and a lot of times people don't really think that it's like a guy could say um i'm i i like because i'm i'm telling you i've seen the point or i like vagina they don't say it that way i'm just saying it the technical way does that mean you penetrate it does that mean you eat it out are you more of a penetrator are you more of an eat out person what does that mean because i hear people say that but what do you mean when you say you like a body part because a lot of times in porn, a lot of mainstream porn, they say that when it's time to the sex, they either very rarely engage that body part, not at all. And it's like, that was all talk. But when it came to the sex, you didn't really like that body part. You tried to convince yourself, ooh, it's there, like a squirrel. But like squirrel, ooh, I see the body part. But if you don't really like it that way, you shouldn't have said that. Be true to yourself. You don't have to like what your friends like when it comes to body parts. Or y'all can like body the same body parts, but you can like it differently. They may use more of their mouth. You may use more of their genitals. They may use more of their hands. You may use more of your fingers. You know, they may use like their whole hands. You may just use your, you know, the, your fingertips is what I mean to say. And that's okay. You're, they may be more of a licker, you're more of a rubber. That's okay. Or you don't have to f- do all the possible ways to show that you like that body part. It's okay to be you. And a lot of times in the world of sex, people feel that pressure. It's like, no, discuss what you mean when you say you like this body part. What Are, are you willing to use all the possible ways to like the body part? Or some, or multiple, or a few, or most, or a couple, or just one way. Be true to that. And a lot of times with a lot of guys, they talk a lot about who 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 they just had sex with, whatever sex woman's like, no, no, I don't care about the past sexual partners. Because a lot of times they say, I had an 18 year old, or I had a 21 year old, I had a 30 year old. I'm like, but you're with that person right now. That person may be 35. You're with them. Focus on them. It's kind of like, I've seen this in, in, in porn a few times, which I don't watch no more. For example, they'll, a woman may say, what attracted you to me? Was it this body part? And they'll say, yes. And that's what us men like. It's like, don't bring up other dudes. They're, they have nothing to do with what we're sexually doing right now. Why are you bringing up other dudes? Why are you bring up other women? Don't bring up other non-binary people. We together. It's just us. Just say that's what I like. Because they're irrelevant to what you and that person got going on sexually. And, I'll, you know, and why talk about someone's genitals being small? That doesn't matter. 
As long as you are sexually, sensually, erotically pleasured, who cares about the size? As long as it gives you maximum pleasure, then the appearance, as long as it's healthy, it doesn't matter if it's big, small, medium, who cares? It's okay to have preferences and genitals and size preferences. It's okay, but I know it's in a lot of porn, the men will go, will basically say your vagina's tiny, but they say it in a crass way. You know how they really say it. And I'm like, that's so distasteful, disrespectful. Who cares? I don't. If you pick that person to have sex with, you should be happy with everything about their body. I am. That's how I, that's how I am sexually. I'm not going to complain about how you look because if I metaphorically am choosing to have sex with you, then I already we've already discussed... Okay, you have excellent sexual health, great. Okay, you have excellent hygiene and, and excellent self-care, great. You, you, you do grooming well, great. Everything else doesn't matter. As long as that person's healthy, you healthy, and what y'all do sexually is not going to be have adverse consequences to you and not to them, who cares? That's how I live my life. I don't care about this stuff, and I'm not, I'm not a sexual control freak. That's not how I am when it comes to sex. I'm not the type of person that will talk too much during sex. I also don't talk too little when it comes to sex. For me, I'm always, I'm more of a sexual positive affirmations given when it comes to sex personally. I like to be poetic and flowery. I'm not trying too hard. I'm not trying to, to do the wordsmith thing too much, I give genuine affirmations from my heart. That's my way of dirty talk, is affirming everything good about you. That's me. That's what works. The whole typical mainstream dirty talk, I'm, that's just not in me to do that. I don't... I, I'm not built that way. Um, I'm more of a... If I'm having sex with you, I'm not going to just compliment your body. I'm going to compliment your intelligence. I'm going to compliment your gifts. I'm going to compliment your skills. I'm going to compliment um, your strengths. I'm going to compliment all of what makes you unique. I'm, it's not going to just be sexual compliments. I'm going to compliment everything I see about you, especially your character. And I'm going to reiterate that I'm with you because of your character. Your, your looks is just a bonus. But I'm putting your character first. And so I'm more character positive affirmations given when it comes to sex. And I'm less sexual affirmations like, oh, the way you're doing this to me, I like. I'm more of, I do that, but I'm more character driven when it comes to sex. Like, I'm going to compliment you more on who you are as a person and less than what you're doing to me sexually. Even though I will do that, just not as much as I will with your character. And also when it comes to sex, for, for I'm mindful of how I speak, how and what I speak, how my body and, and my body language, and how what I speak on that too. I'm also mindful of like allergies, Diets, exercise, that all affects sex, right? 
Okay, do you like music? Do you not like to play music during sex? Are you into sexting? Yes, no. Are you into being recorded? Yes, no. Are you into being filmed? Yes, no. Are you into racy photos? Yes, no. And if you are, is it just is the sex just between us? What's your confidentiality? What's your privacy thing about that? What are your rules on that? And that's just how I am. I'm gonna ask those questions before I have sex. It's like, look, I need to fully enjoy the sex knowing that I know everything I need to do. I know everything I don't need to do. I know everything we said we want to do and everything we said we don't want to do. That's what makes sex better. Like, I know how we're, what we mean to each other after sex. Like, okay, are you trying to have, are you, is this non-monogamy? Is this monogamy? If so, what type of Monogamy, casual or committed? Okay, what type of non-monogamy? Is it, okay, we're each other's primary sex partners, but we have other people, so how many? And what kind of people are they, you know? Or more importantly, and, or is it just, we're each other's many, you know, we're, we're, we're one of each other's many partners. Okay, what does that mean? So that's the type of stuff I think about when it comes to sex. Also, I very rarely have sex, very rarely date. Um, because when you're an extraordinary person, and I just gotta bring this up again. When you're an extraordinary person, um, Often, my simple living and my minimalism is something most people don't understand because we live in a um, superficiality, materialism kind of world. So most people don't have strong sensitivity with simple living and minimalism. So that causes me to have a tinier than tiny amount of romantic partners or also my sexual partners. Um, and then I figured out that when you're an extraordinary person and it really hurts, but it must be said, um, when you're an extraordinary uh, person, most people don't have life skills when it comes to you. And I'm going to tell the truth. Most people lack healthy decision-making skills when it comes to me. Most people lack healthy problem-solving skills when it comes to me. Most people lack healthy creative thinking skills when it comes to me. Most people lack healthy lateral thinking skills when it comes to me. Most people lack healthy critical thinking skills when it comes to me. Most people lack healthy communication and interpersonal skills when it comes to me. Most people lack self-awareness and empathy skills when it comes to me. Most people lack assertiveness, boundaries, equanimity, and resilience in coping with emotions and, and coping with stress and management of stress and emotions when it comes to me. 
most people, when it comes to me, lack vocational skills. Multiple intelligences, study skills, soft skills, social skills, social intelligence, professional boundaries, personal boundaries, positive psychology, people skills, moral development, life skills, based education, empathy, kindness, impermanence, hope theory, gelatology, emotional self-regulation, emotional literacy, emotional intelligence, uh, positive attitudes, and the five key emotion skills of recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating emotions. Most people, when it comes to me, lack lifelong learning skills, literacy skills, numeracy skills, transversal skills, and citizenship skills. They don't know how to go about me at all because I'm an extraordinary person. Um, And it's a very painful fact for me to accept, but it's actually, you know, real. Um, that now you fully understand all the reasons why I don't have a lot of a sex partners, a lot of dating partners, a lot of dating partners. Um, I noticed that, um, I know for myself that um, most people, when it comes to me, and this is the truth, most people don't know how to go about boundaries with me because I'm an extraordinary person. So, for example, most people don't know how to go about physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, intellectual boundaries, emotional boundaries, financial boundaries, uh, spiritual religious boundaries, material boundaries. Um, you know, psychological boundaries. Uh, and time boundaries regarding me. Extraordinary, most people don't know how to do those things. Um, When you're extraordinary, um, sad to say, and it keeps being true, most people don't know how to go about Unconditional boundaries, aesthetic boundaries, um, work boundaries, commitment boundaries, creative boundaries, conflict boundaries, crisis boundaries, experiential boundaries, circumstantial boundaries, and recreational boundaries regarding myself. Um... And it's not easy to deal with at all. It's like when I think about um, how sex is supposed to be.
which is diverse for each sex however of course but let's pertain this to uh, the porn world for sure I would tell them be mindful of part of speech labels that are used during sex so be respectful with your nouns plural nouns singular nouns feminine nouns masculine nouns pronouns verbs transitive verbs intransitive verbs auxiliary verbs and personal verbs adjectives adverbs uh prepositions conjunctions interjections definite articles and definite articles possessive prominent uh adjectives be respectful with your uh pronunciation um I would tell them to make sure that you're respectful in terms of the usage of etymology, denotations, connotations, um, informal language, slang, old informal, old slang. Obsolete language, archaic language, old-fashioned language, rare language, now rare language, historical language, old poetic language, literary language, dialect, and um, language that comes from specific uh, continents. Um, Because these things do matter how you use definitions as well. I would also say be mind, be respectful of how you use vowel sounds and consonant sounds too. Um, okay, I have a little bit more to say on sex and I'll wrap up this episode. Um, anything more I have to say about sex will be on November 1st and you'll know why. So, I've learned that when it comes to sex for myself, um, does sex should never be too hard or too, too, too weak or too strong or too easy. Too easy means, like, not enough strength, um, but sex shouldn't be hurtful regardless of if I use my hands or knees or genitals or feet or mouth, it should never be, it should never be an ouch. It should never also be, um, It should never be uh, feeble either. 
Like, sex should never be frail, feeble, puny, fragile, delicate, weaky, weakly, infirm, sick, sickly, shaky, debilitated, incapacitated, ailing, indisposed, decrepit, enervated, tired, fatigued, exhausted, spent, worn out, weedy. I'm not joning on old people. I'm not being ableist. I'm talking about... These are synonyms that I'm meaning lacking the power to form physically demanding tasks, you know. Sex should never be those things, but sex should also never be uh, too strong, too powerful, too muscular, too brawny, um, too athletic, too vigorous, too staunch, too mighty, too Herculean either. It should never be too robust. You know, that's what I mean to say. And I've learned that when it comes to sex, sometimes with these guys, and it's weird, they like to either have their arms stretched out as if they're trying to get something, but they just have their arm in the air while they're holding on to the woman. Or they have both arms in the air. She has to do all the the, the straddling, the penis, and riding, as they call it, work. And it's like, okay, you have to help hold her in place because you don't want her to fall. Like, you can have your arms out a little bit, but don't do it too long. They do it too long where she's doing all the work. They do know the work. It's like some people are taught to be sexual overachievers and sexual underachievers. Me, I'm a sexual right, just right achiever. You know what I'm saying? I go above and beyond when it comes to sex, but that's an excellent thing. It shouldn't be... Um, a, anybody, it should never be anyone feeling comfortable, um, underperforming or underperforming. You know, no one, when it comes to sex, should not perform as well or work as hard as they're supposed to, you know. When it comes to sex, no one should be underachieving. No one should be the stress learner, the anxious underachiever. When it comes to sex, no one should be the sad, depressed underachiever. No one should be the victim. When it comes to sex, no one should be the, you know, the the indoctrinated conformist, the... Rebel without a cause, the defiant, needlessly underachiever. No one should be these things when it comes to sex. When it comes to sex, no one should be making excuses for poor work and failures. In other words, no one should be making useless excuses for poor work and failures when it comes to sex. Like, grow from your sexual failures, right? When it comes to sex, no one should... No one should be... um, Lacking organizational skills and not using their time wisely. When it comes to sex, no one should be turning in work inconsistently and not completing the sexual assignments on time. Um, there is a such thing called um, 
personality. So when it comes to sex, some people are what is called introverts. Um, It means that... um, Okay, this is simple. When it comes to sex, some people need quiet to concentrate, are reflective or self-aware, take time making decisions, feel comfortable being alone, don't like group work, prefer to write rather than talk, Um, feel tired after being in a crowd, have few friendships but are very close with these friends, daydream, use their imaginations to work out a problem, retreat in their own mind to rest. When it comes to sex, some people are social introverts. This is the classic type of introvert. Social introverts like small groups and quiet settings over crowds. When it comes to sex, some people are thinking introverts. People in this group are daydreamers. They spend a lot of time in their thoughts and tend to have creative imaginations. When it comes to sex, some people are anxious introverts. They seek out a long time, not just because they like it, but also because they often feel awkward or shy around people. When it comes to sex, some people are restrained slash inhibited introverts. These introverts think before they act. They aren't likely to make a decision on a whim. Typically, they take longer to take action. Your introverted ways may change over time in different settings, too. You're not likely to swing from introvert to extrovert, but it's possible you could become more or less introverted depending on what's going on in your life. Um, I, I, I feel like, um, People, I think about these things when it comes to sex. Some people are prefer text messages and emails to phone calls, and that's how they are sexually. Some people, when it comes to sex, they use they use to keep journals, compose lyrics, poems, and stories, and they and that's how they function. And they may prefer listening to speaking, reading to going out to parties, staying in as opposed to hitting the graduate parties and weddings. So some people are these ways sexually. Now, of course, some people are, when it comes to sex, they're... um, 
they're extroverts, so, um, they are talkative, sociable, action-oriented, enthusiastic, friendly, and outgoing. They enjoy being at the center of attention. They enjoy group work. They feel isolated by too much time spent alone. They like to communicate by talking. They like to talk about thoughts and feelings. They look to others and outside sources for ideas and inspiration. They have numerous broad interests. They tend to act first before thinking. They gain energy by spending time with people. They have a wide social circle. They tend to think out loud. They enjoy working in teams. They're generally more outgoing. And of course, you have sexual introverts gain energy by spending time alone, prefer a small group of friends, and to think before they speak, enjoy working independently, generally more reserved. So, um, you have introverts and extroverts when it comes to sex. They're friendly and approachable. They discuss their problems. They, you know, people that they can trust. And they're insp- some get inspired by socializing. They love to talk when they're absolutely comfortable. And they're very open. So those are things that people really, really have to keep in mind. And all these traits show up in sex. You know, they have high energy. They're cheerful, positive, and happy when they're comfortable. Some people, when it comes to sex, are outgoing persons, sociable persons, life is older parties, socializers, mixers, minglers, social butterflies, socialites, and party animals. And some people, when it comes to sex, are not outgoing persons, not sociable persons, not the life and soul of the party, not socializers, not mixers, not minglers, not social butterflies, not socialites, and not party animals. And when it comes to sex, some people are... Um, what you what are called ambiverts, right? So it's simple. Some people when it comes to sex aren't completely an introvert or extrovert. They like both individual group projects. They're fairly neutral about small talk. They need for alone time fluctuates. They sometimes enjoy the spotlight and people have different perceptions of them. They have different kinds of friends. They enjoy being creative. They enjoy pursuing their passions along with others. They relate to being an outgoing introvert or reserved extrovert. And they have um, balanced relationships, balanced compromise. They make time for social connection and they also make time to spend with themselves. So So some people when it comes to sex are these ways and it shows up within the sex. I believe that you have sexual introverts, sexual extroverts, and sexual ambiverts. And also, when it comes to sex, you have people who are what are called, I call them sexual omniverts, right? Um... That means they have a healthy mix of introversion and extroversion at all times, right? So here's my here's the best definition of an uh, omnivert. Um 
The prefix omni also has its roots in Latin, meaning all universal. In other words, these individuals move between both extremes of social personality type, depending on the setting and situation. Omniverse commander said is hopping from one social personality to the other. They can be both outgoing and quiet, fearless and shy. These are the people who give you social whiplash. When you meet them in a, in a new setting, never know exactly how they're going to be. They act differently depending on the environment they're in. So, yeah, people are sexual omniverts, too, now. Um, so, when it comes to sex, and that's another thing, is that sometimes I've seen them pulling, like, the woman will fall over, almost fall, and sometimes the guy will blame her because, back to what I was talking about, he had his arms stretched out, she had to do all the work, and he's pressuring her to do all the work, and she's trying to get him to do the work, and he'll get mad at her. I know sometimes in porn they argue at each other, insult each other, which makes no sense. And I know it's another time they try to compete with each other who can be the most sexually bossy to the point where sometimes the woman wins, usually the man wins. It's odd. And sometimes it's like the man will usually just change to another position abruptly without giving the woman any warning or time that that's what he wanted to do, which I find to be disrespectful. Another time, it's like the man can give the woman sexual constructive criticism, but if the, but if the woman gives the sexual constructive, sexual constructive criticism to the man, now the man has to add to it with her. Sometimes he'll oblige to what she wants, but he'll do it not 100% or at all. And sometimes she's that way with him. And it's so odd, it's important, it's weird. And a lot of times the guy will want to say something, but does it when he's getting blowjobs. Sometimes the woman will... Um, do the same thing with the man. It's like if you have something to say, then say it. What's up with the, you know, the internal paralysis? I don't understand. And um, a lot of times they're corny. The acting is subpar. And you can tell that um, a lot of times when it comes to the sex, it's like they have sex desperately. They'll just hold on to each other. Like, I'm just so glad just to be having sex. It's like, but you could be doing other things sexually with that person. And if you really like something, why are you... If you claim to really like something or a body part, why are you only doing it when the cameraman tells you or the woman tells you? So if they both don't say it or one don't say it, you're not going to do it at all? And it's like, why only do it as an impulse or to be compulsive? Why not do it because... Oh, if I really like doing this sex act or sex sexual position or sexual thing, do it as often as y'all both like instead of, well, I'm just going to only do it as long as nobody says anything. But if, when she tells me to do it more, I'll do it a little bit more. I want it all. I'm like, that is so weird. She's like, okay, go ahead. Then you only do it for a little bit and then you forget or choose not to do it again. Again, it's like, why not communicate? That's why a lot of times the porn sex is so odd. Um, and so a lot of times I recognize that um, 
sometimes the guy will just quickly pull down like her panties after he starts feeling on her real quick and it's like you don't have to rush anything ease your way into each sexual healthy endeavor so to speak and it's a lot of times um the man will be so machinery with the sex that um He's not giving the woman full pleasure. He's only relying on the penis to them like you, ha- you can do mouth, fingers at the same time. It's not just penis and like, yeah. And it's like, okay, but if you really like her body part, body parts, you can explore them in other ways. It doesn't have to be, I just look at it and decide if it's enough. It's like, no, you got to do more. Um... And a lot of times with sex, sometimes people are taught to be um, overachievers. Um, It's a good thing when it comes to me, an overachiever, individuals perform better or achieve more success than expected. But from a toxic masculinity standpoint, Their sense of overachievement means that I I last longer than most men, yeah. Or I have an erection that is more of a duration than most men, yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if you get, you know, it's like when it comes to sex, you have to weigh all your options while you're having it. I didn't say it was easy, but it has to be done. It's like, you don't have to feel like I have to have the sexual fight, flight, or freeze mode. Oh, my God, I'm so horny, and I'm getting, you know, jacqueline, but, ah, man, I don't, man, I don't know what to do right now. It's okay to say that. It's pretty obvious you don't know what to do right now. Or... Man, I was just getting off, but I wanted to do more. But okay, then why didn't you? Why were you relying on genital orgasm alone? Why didn't help them orgasm with the hands and the knees and feet and fingertips and tongue? I don't get it. Or with your teeth. I don't understand that. I've seen that image porn. It's so weird. And, um,. A lot of times, some people are taught to be sexual workaholics to the point where they're overly demanding and actually coercive. And you see that in mainstream porn. It's not, it's the, you know. They basically make the sexual outcome being more important in the sexual journey. They have a sexual perfectionist mindset. And they suffer from excessive sexual self-criticism. They're only focused on the sexual future. They have a poor sexual work-life balance. A lot of them in mainstream porn do. That means that, oh, I just got to keep having having sex to the point where no no short breaks, no days off, no vacations, 
It's just busy periods all the time sexually. Nah, man. You're dedicating more time to the sex and to other parts of your personal life and just your professional life. And you skip out on self-care activities, hobbies just for sex all the time. That's crazy. And staying late, working to the point where your sex life is just, it's horrible because of it. And they take dangerous sexual risks to reach sexual goals. And they have outbursts of sexual anger. They have an inability to deal with sexual criticism. They're never feeling sexually satisfied. They're feeling sexually stretched too thin. They're motivated by sexual fear. That they That's what happens with them. They don't connect with their partners. They don't practice sexual self-care. They don't practice self-care. They don't take a step back. They don't take sexual steps back. This is stuff that I've seen. Um... One of my last statements were in this episode. Um, and that's another thing. A lot of times they do more staring than penetrating. And they do more penetrating than I like caressing. Like if you are a person that likes to caress, you don't have to underdo anything or overdo anything. A lot of times when it comes to sex, I've I've recognized that um, they do, sometimes in that world, they do too much directing each other. You know? Um... Like pointing and, you know, hand gestures to either turn around or go this way or that way. It happens too much, especially with the men. And a lot of times, their toxic masculinity takes over because they boss each other around sexually and sometimes they get offended and lash out. And um, the hyper-masculinity in terms of telling each other she got sucky like this or she got fucky like this they'll do that to the point where they start clashing with each other and it's like they they make lousy sex coaches that I can tell you so I share all these thoughts um to let people know that be mindful of who what when where why which and how before, during, after sex, you gotta talk about these things no matter what. And some people more submissive and dominant than others, that doesn't mean be sexual dormant, that doesn't mean be sexually passive aggressive, that doesn't mean be sexually um, power hungry either. Um, Another thing I learned about that world is that um, sexually speaking, 
Teach each other how to talk to each other. Teach each other how to look at each other. Guide each other on how to sexually behave together. But be but be compassionate when you do all three and be compassionate on the fourth and final thing. Teach each other Be mindful of the sexual jokes and how you go about it. You know what I mean? Like, be mindful of... The fact that you... it's That if you're going to choose the sex, you're also choosing the sexual consequences. And if you... There's sexual... Be mindful of the verbal consequences and nonverbal consequences of sex. And um, my last words, anything else on sex, I'll just talk about November 1st. I'll just say, just know in your heart that when it comes to sex, it's okay to be big hearted. Warm-hearted. Be mindful of your volume. It's okay to have a soft heart. I'll end with this. And this is something that more people need to consider. You know, I'm not going to rush myself out in when I am ready to. Um, when it comes to sex, the point of this episode is not the who, but the what. The importance of sexually serving where sexual service is needed. The focus of this episode is that we should sexually love our partners and gladly serve our partners, reflecting our compassionate love for our partners. And then, uh, this is true too. That a lot of times, um, When it comes to sex for real, we have to have the, um, 
the servant leader mentality. And, um, When you're a sexual servant leader, it's when you see the person as someone to reasonably cater to. You don't want to be the only one being catered to. That's actually... not fun for them and it should not be fun for you to to have it where you're the only one being serviced When I think about So sexually serving our partners is real sexual leadership. I'm describing sexual leadership from a new perspective. Instead of sexually using people, we are to sexually serve them. A real sexual leader has a sexual servant's heart. Sexual servant leaders appreciate our partners' worth of pricelessness. And we realize that they're not that we're not above any um, sexual collaboration sometimes in sex if you see something that needs to be sexually done you don't always have to wait to be sexually act you don't always have to wait to be sexually axed you can take the sexual take the sexual initiative and sexually do it like a sexually um, tender servant. You know, you can look instead for ways to sexually help your partners. You don't have to approach life expecting um, ex- you know you don't have to approach your sex life always expecting um, sex rewards and punishments all the time. Or always expecting sexual
sex, sexual like sexual recognition from everyone. You don't need it from everyone. And sometimes in sex, you have to make healthy sexual surrender, healthy sexual sacrifices. Because you can't always do sex the way you want to, and they can't always do sex the way they want to. There has to be a sexual give and take, sexual mutuality, sexual reciprocity. And, um, ooh, this is important. When it comes to sex, acknowledge this fact, okay? When it comes to sex, no one should ever be abandoned, deserted, desolate, destitute, desperate, empty, unused, vacated, left, neglected, relinquished, lonely, forsaken, solitary, hopeless, cast off, cast aside, cast away, disposable, forgotten, shunned, forlorn, avoided, outcast, rejected, helpless, unfortunate, alone, Discarded, scorned, lost, doomed, friendless, wretched, thrown overboard, out on a limb, left in the lurch, in the cold, left holding the bag. Don't ever verbally treat your partners that way. Make sure they never verbally treat you in these ways. Don't ever non-verbally treat your partners in way. Don't ever non-verbally treat your partners in these ways. Make sure they never non-verbally treat you in these ways either. When it comes to sex, and I'm going to say it in a different way. Um, don't make your partners feel like they are worthy of abandon, to give up, leave, quit, withdraw, discontinue, break off, go off from, cast away, cast aside, let go, cease, cast off, discard, vacate, give away, part with, evacuate, surrender. Yield, desist, concede, renounce, abdicate, lose hope, of, lose hope of, go back on, succeed, way for, go, back down from, lay aside, dispose of, have done with, throw in the towel, break the habit, to leave someone in, in trouble, desert, forsake, ostracize, back out on, break with, break up with, run away, defect, reject, disown, cast off, maroon, depart from, thrown overboard, jettison, leave behind, Slip away from stand up, leave in the lurch, turn one's back on, run out on, walk out on, double cross, let down and drop. That's not how sex partners should treat each other verbally and non-verbally. When it comes to sex, never diminish each other's abilities, aptitudes, intelligences, innate qualities, powers, potencies, worths, talents, gifts, genius, or capability, competence, proficiency, adeptness, qualifications, knowledge, self-sufficiency, techniques, craft, skill, artistry, skillfulness, dexterity, facility, flair, finesse, mastery, cleverness, deafness, experience, ingenuity, strength, understanding, faculty, comprehension, making sense, what it takes, brain, snack, the hang of something, and the know-how. Never make each other feel ignorant, um, targeted, 
by ignorance, incompetence, and experience when it comes to sex, too. When it comes to sex, there should never be abuse, misuse, debasement, degradation, desecration, injury, damage, harm, hurt, wrong, injustice, insult, mistreatment, violation, malevolence, mishandling, mismanagement, pollution, defilement, nor perversion. And, um... When it comes to sex, y'all should... You should already feel those ways, but when it comes to sex, you should really make each other feel able, intelligent, in, ingenuous, worthy, talented, gifted, fitted, capable, effective, efficient, qualified, masterful, adequate, competent, expert, experienced, skilled, learned, clever, suitable, smart, crafty, cutting, not cutting in a good way, bright, knowing, dexterous, endowed, deaf, apt, agile, mobile, adept, Alert, adaptable, smooth, ready, versatile, equal to, suited, suited to, well-rounded, mighty, powerful, strong, robust, sturdy, brawny, vigorous, courageous, fit for, sharp, cut out for. No maltreatment. No victimization. No oppression. No depression. No suppression. No repression. No depravities. No imposing upon. No impairments. In terms of how they treat each other. No overworking. No underworking. No offending one another. Okay, anything more I got to say about sex? When it comes to sex, too, um, I would definitely, I want to say this. Don't do anything or say anything too fast nor too slow. Take your time with each other. Remember each other's privacy and confidentiality. Check in with each other. Give each other all the options sexually while you're having sex. And listen well hear well, smell well, see well, think well, do well, feel well, say well, taste well, touch well. Sex requires active listening skills and active talking skills. Make sure you're clear-headed enough where the multitasking doesn't intimidate you. 
then I'll conclude with this. When it comes to sex, your partner is not your arch nemesis. Your partner is your companion. Wait, got more thoughts. So when it comes to sex, you should not have to uh, treat yourself as if you're not the sexual orientation that you are. You shouldn't have to do gay for pay. Like, you should, you know, if you're willing to, if you're willing to have um, sex with another man as a man, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm bisexual, I'm pansexual, I'm polysexual, or I'm omnisexual, or I'm heteroflexible. We shouldn't have to have sex with the same gender just to make more money. See, that's another issue about that, the world of porn. And, um, I feel like personally at this point, and I want to be real about this when it comes to Sex, the goal of sex should never be full body orgasms, multiple orgasms. Those things happen great, but the goal of sex should be um, bodily empathy and soulful empathy with one another. Um, And um, sometimes sexual performance anxiety is real for some people. Um, So for some people, and this happens in porn too, they fear they won't perform well and satisfy their partner sexually. Poor body image, including concern over your weight and height, problem in your relationship, Concern about jacking too early, taking too long to reach orgasm, worrying that your penis won't measure up, worrying that your vagina is too hairy or doesn't count penises enough. And, you know, sometimes some people have anxiety about not being able to have an orgasm, enjoy the sexual experience. And that's why their bodies release stress hormones like epinephrine and norepinephrine. Um, your state of mind can have a big impact on your ability to get aroused. Even if you're with someone you find sexually appearing, even if you are with someone you find sexually appealing, worrying about whether you'll be able to please your partner can make it impossible for you to do just that. So one of the effects of the stress hormones is the narrow blood vessels. When less blood flow flows into your genitals, it's more difficult to have an erection. Um, anxiety can prevent women from getting lubricated enough to have sex and it can take away the physical desire to make love it can affect arousal in women too anxiety can take you out of the right mindset for sex when you focus on whether you're formal you can't concentrate on what you're doing sexually even if you're able to get aroused you may be too distracted to reach orgasm 
some people use medications and other therapies to help treat sexual problems that have physical causes. Some people's mind wandering to think about chores and what they need to do because of sex that and focusing on a sexual relationship. They have negative thoughts before or during sex, negative thoughts and feelings associated with sex. And uh, unsettled stomach, sweating, increased heart rate, decreased interest in sex, pain during sex, women, vaginal dryness, women, erectile dysfunction, men. Delayed ejaculation, men, premature ejaculation, men, inability to climax or orgasm during sex, worry or fear when thinking about sex, worry or fear before or during sex. They don't talk about this. This stuff is not really talked about even openly in the porn world like it should. Also, be respectful with your sexual questions, sexual comments, sexual compliments, sexual suggestions, sexual recommendations, sexual social cues, sexual... um, Sexual demands, sexual commands, sexual... We physically make each other do what y'all want to do. Be very respectful of all those things. Okay, I found the best way to conclude. Here we go, here we go. And I said this before, but it is so true, people. It is really true. So, when it comes to sex, absolutely make sure... You have healthy sexual attitudes, sexual emotional intelligence, sexual emotional literacy, sexual emotional self-regulation, sexual gelatology, sexual hope theory, sexual impermanence, sexual kindness, sexual empathy, sexual life skills-based education, sexual moral development, sexual people skills, sexual personal boundaries, sexual professional boundaries, sexual positive psychology, Uh, the five key sexual emotion skills of Recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, relegating sexual emotions. You need to have sexual social intelligence, sexual social skills, sexual soft skills, sexual study skills, sexual multiple intelligences, sexual vocational skills, sexual lifelong learning, sexual literacy skills, sexual numeracy skills, sexual transversal skills, sexual citizenship skills. And you gotta have sexual decision-making skills, sexual problem-solving skills, sexual creative thinking skills, sexual ladder-thinking skills, sexual critical thinking skills, sexual communication skills, sexual interpersonal skills, sexual self-awareness skills, sexual empathy skills, sexual assertiveness skills, sexual equanimity skills, and sexual resilience and coping with sexual emotions and coping with sexual stress. These are things important. You gotta have sexual life skills. These are important. Sexual intellectual virtues. That's important too. And uh, let's see here.
When it comes to sex, never be aimless, purposeless, pointless, erratic, thoughtless, careless, heedless, nonchalant, rambling, uh, random, unsettled, flighty, capricious, wayward, without aim, chance, haphazard, to no purpose, drifting, stray, accidental, undirected, indecisive, irresolute, fitful, fanciful, fickle, eccentric, unplanned, helpless, unpredictable, and shiftless. When it comes to sex, don't be spiritually blind, spiritually deaf, spiritually mute, nor spiritually invalid, nor spiritually handicapped. When it comes to sex, it's okay to be have casual sex, but don't treat the person casually. And um, when it comes to sex, don't be wandering. In directions you shouldn't go. Be wandering and pondering directions you should should go. Ponder correctly when it comes to sex. When it comes to sex, be careful, be purposeful, and be planned with healthy spontaneity, too. And when it comes to sex, have healthy, unrestrained. Healthy exuberance, healthy freedom. When it comes to sex, strive and thrive in wholeness and wholesomeness, not perfection nor flawlessness. My brain keeps working. So when it comes to sex, here are the other life skills that people should learn. Housekeeping skills, basic housekeeping skills, how to clean, how to cook something, basic basic sewing, home repairs, one-on-one, how to unclog a toilet or sink, how to use kitchen appliances, technical skills, how to use a calendar and schedule, how to write, public speaking, effective communication, technology 101, how to back up files, how to protect passwords, how to research using something other than Google and Wikipedia, survival skills, how to keep yourself safe, emergency preparedness, basic first aid, how to survive without electricity, how to read a map, car repair 101, including how to fix a flat tire, how to write a resume and cover letter, Money management skills, how to budget, how to avoid slash get out of debt, how to make a major purchase, balancing your bank account, how to use coupons, how to organize financial records, money management slash investing, how to select a tax professional, effective negotiation, calculate a calculated tip, self-awareness skills, understanding your calling, purpose and mission, how to prioritize what your priorities are, understanding your values, how to focus, how to have a sense of humor, basic etiquette, basic civics slash how to vote. Relationship skills, listening and communication to partnership, valuing and expressing respect, value and expressing love, how to accept compliments and criticism, uh, emotional wisdom, how to write thank you messages, wellness and mental health skills, critical thinking problem, you know, um, independent thinking and conflict resolutions. And issues resolution, synthesizing, self-discipline, exercise, nutrition, self-care, sleep, and hygiene. And sometimes sex is messy.
You might fart. You might burp. You might accidentally injure yourself. You might bump into something. You might hit your headboard on something. You may fall off. That's okay. That's a, that's part of sexual wholeness and sexual wholesomeness. Technology skills is part of sex as well, especially doing laundry. Social media literacy. AI for education. Growth mindset. Internet safety. Those are sexual skills too. And try and grow as a lover in your hospitality and sensitivity. Each and every time you have sex. So the sex should be getting better and better and better each time. And when it comes to sex, you need sexual unlearning, sexual relearning, and sexual learning. And when it comes to sex, you need sexual thinking, sexual unthinking, sexual rethinking. And they all are the ways to be a... Sexually nurturing, sexually nutritious person. And I know since I mentioned porn companies, sometimes they'll have you sign contracts you don't want to sign. Or make you do acts at the last minute that you didn't want to agree to when you arrived on a set for the sex. And sometimes, because sometimes when your porn doesn't do a good job of presenting what consent means so sometimes that means that what we think is consensual sex could actually be narcissistic sexual abuse filmed on camera that people are ejaculating to sometimes some people overpaid and underpaid in that world imagine to get paid more to be narcissistically sexually abused in and you get paid less for consensual sex that you want to have to make you fully happy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Okay, now this is the best way to handle. 